Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Hi, welcome, 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 y'all. I am so excited. So I'm not really talking at all today, which is great. (laughs) So I want to introduce you guys to my friend, Natalie. Natalie and I met in the We Should All Be Millionaires Club a few years ago and have been in some like pods and stuff. And then I hired Natalie and her team to do my social media because for me, I struggle a lot with visibility and just showing up consistently. And I know that if it is left up to me, I am never going to be consistent about posting. So I hired her team so that I'm posting consistently, but also so that I'm engaging with people pretty consistently. And it's been great because it means that I'm actually showing up online um, in a way that is less work for me. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Which is awesome. And there's still ways that you can do it yourself. If that's the phase of business that you're in, or you can also just hire Natalie's team to do it for you. But we're going to be talking today about harnessing the power of Instagram and how you can connect with your ideal clients in just an hour a week, which I'm very excited for. So welcome. Thank you. That was such a sweet introduction. I think you are one of our longest, one of our longest standing. It's been almost like a year and a half and I've had this business for two years. So is it really that long? (laughs) Yeah. Sense of time is so off anyways. (laughs) It's crazy how fast time goes by, but thank you everybody. Thanks so much for having me here, Jen. I really appreciate it. So I like, I Started my business, SNS Dance for Sick and Successful. I'll just give a quick little background on what we do, and then we'll jump into all the tips and tricks and all the good stuff, and then we'll have some Q&A at the end. But I started my business because I have a degree in marketing and international business um, from a long time ago and went directly into corporate and into, you know, like the companies like GE and Office Depot, I think it's called in the States, Brown and Toy here, Granger, which is Ackland's Granger here, like big companies. And then when on maternity leave with my daughter, I just realized like corporate is not a place for a high achieving entrepreneur or high achieving entrepreneur with a chronic illness. (laughs) So I was always doing things on the side. And yeah, I, I did really great in corporate and climbed the ladder really quickly, but it just wasn't a place that was purpose driven and like passionate people. And it just felt soul sucking to go back. And so when I looked at digital marketing and and what I'm good at, social media, and I saw the industry and I noticed you can hire someone pretty quickly on Fiverr or Upwork to post pretty pictures, but there's no strategy. There's no sales. There's a lot of the times no proper engagement. There's no interaction with the entrepreneur. It's just like pretty pictures posted every once in a while. So I set out to create a company that is 
outside of the box in all of the things. So SNS stands for sick and successful. All of our employees and contractors either either have a chronic illness, take care of someone with a chronic illness, or are stay-at-home moms. So that's kind of the ethos of our company. Um, and then we also don't have office hours. We work project-based, although we're all over the world. So we typically answer within a few hours, no matter what time it is, but we're project-based. So everybody works on their own accord whenever is best for them. And the way that we do social media, of course, a lot of the things are similar, but it's outside of the box too, where what we're going to be talking about today is a lot of engagement and making sure there's a strategy behind it and knowing why you're doing it. If you work with us, we have a team of specialists, a content specialist, an engagement specialist, a strategist now, and someone who's making sure everything happens because it's not just one person. And so us as business owners, I don't do my own social media anymore either for the same reason as you, Jen. Like if it's left up to me, I'm going to do this call instead of post to post, <laughs> like, right. And so that's what a lot of us fall into. And so that's what we're working to make sure that entrepreneurs, small business owners have the same access to large marketing strategies and marketing agencies at a more affordable rate. Or we have free resources too, that they can use like this call, but also eBooks and things like that um, so that they can get the results they want and grow their business. So jumping into it, harnessing social media with one hour a day, I want to start with talking, everything I'm going to talk about is Instagram because that's my zone of genius, but it's relatable to whatever platform is great for you. So if you're someone who's watching and you're like, I'm all about LinkedIn, take this and tweak the tiny little tweaks to LinkedIn. So like hashtags aren't going to be as important, but there's different ways you can use sales navigator to find your audience and engage with them. Um, Facebook, very similar TikTok, very similar. So there's a lot of things that you can take. I'm just going to use IG as, as what the basis of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. The first thing you need to do before you start engaging, which is going to be the main part of today, is understand what is my ideal goal for Instagram or for this social media platform? What? Why am I doing this? For Jen, it really is consistency and growing her email list to get her face in front of her ideal target audience that otherwise she wouldn't find. But for, let's say you're someone who wants to get on stages and your goal is to have a really professional page that a speaker or or someone looking for a speaker is going to come and get to know you. Or maybe you are a course creator and you only sell courses and you live launch every single month. And that's your goal is to sell your course to your ideal audience already who's on your platform. Everybody's goal is going to be a little bit different. So I suggest you even right now, take out a piece of paper and say, what's my ultimate goal for my social media platform? And it might be very different than your business goal, or it might be the same. And then it's important to understand analytics. And this is like where we can all yawn, (laughs) but it is important to go through your analytics monthly. And that's what we do for our clients, but to see what resonates with your audience already. And also who is your audience? Who is your demographic? Because a lot of the times you're going to check your analytics and it's going to say a little bit differently than what you think or you're exactly on point. But checking that often, sometimes you'll see a spike in, I had a bunch of people from like, was some random town in the States. I'm like, where did these old people come from? And then I got to find them and connect with that person, right? So keeping an eye on your analytics is something people forget about a lot and keeping an eye on your content performance. So 
all social media gurus will teach you how to create a content calendar and how to schedule it and to use a scheduling app and to batch create it and to do this. But we've kind of already talked about as entrepreneurs, like, are we going to do it? <laughs> right. I, I, was it Jen? Was it you? You had like a big list, a big Excel file of all of these ideas. Was that you or am I thinking wrong? Uh, yeah. 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 A year and a half ago. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we have the idea. Pillars. It's just the actual like implementation is like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it's like slugging through mud, right? Because we know it so well. So finding a way that works for you, if you're not in a place to hire an agency, because not everybody is, some people are starting off, finding a way that works for you and making it as easy as possible. So potentially, I'm kind of going off my script here, but potentially starting off with one long form piece of content every week or every two weeks. So like a YouTube video or a podcast that you're recording and then having yourself or a virtual assistant edit it into smaller pieces of content and then repurpose that, you know, one 30 minute video could be three reels. It could be two carousel posts. It could be one quote. It could be TikToks, LinkedIn's blogs, newsletters. And as an entrepreneur, you just have to do that one big thing and then break it up is a lot easier than trying to work from the bottom up and create, you know, three reels, one TikTok, this and that. And that's just like, no, I'm good. It's like when my, this is a story, my son, um, my son, I don't have a son. My husband recently went through in our living room. We have like one of those Ikea shelves with six. So I guess nine little cubbies and it used to have bins filled with toys. And my daughter would get home and like pull a bin. Toys would be all over the living room. She wouldn't even play with them. She would never put them back. And then every night or every morning I'm cleaning up this big mess of bins because she was too overwhelmed to pick up all of these pieces and put them back or to even play with them, right? So a couple of days ago, my husband went through and took, didn't throw it out, but took it all downstairs and left one toy in each bin for the last few whatever days. She cleans up after herself. She's played with every single toy there. It's the same with us as entrepreneurs, right? When you kind of dumb it down a little bit, like if we pick one piece of content that we promise ourselves to create every week, I create a podcast every week and that's it. And then my team goes and breaks that off into pieces. It becomes like this easier thing and we're going to drop the ball. We all do, but it it makes it just more digestible to create and, and not be in that like state of overwhelm. And we all, if we can batch, we can batch. And then now to get into the fun part, which is engagement. And I think it's something that doesn't get spoken about enough because it's not as pretty or as like flashy as the content strategies, which I'm happy to share my content framework if we have some time still today. But um, engagement is something that is so crucial to success on social media and something that's the least done. And so what I mean by engagement is getting on your, your profile, wherever it is, and digging and finding and mining your ideal target audience and then going out there and actually connecting with them. So a good way to do this is by creating a hashtag strategy. I have an ebook that we can share that's in depth on how to create it, but essentially just find your ideal target audience, find a hashtag that resonates with them. So maybe for Jen, it's hashtag life coach or hashtag entrepreneur or something like that, right? And then you go to that first hashtag and you see, find someone who looks like your ideal target audience, go to their last post and see what hashtags they used. 
and then start collecting these people. You can even put them in a saved little file on Instagram, put one of their posts in a saved file, then spend a few minutes every week going and engaging with that person. Depending on what your goal is, if you're trying to get big picture and get a lot of people, then you're going to engage with more people via the hashtag. But if you're trying to build community, build trust, maybe get on sales calls, by going every single week and creating a connection with someone, it's nice to follow them, but you're not going to probably see them again. So by putting them into this saved file, you have that reminder every week to go and like their story, comment on their post. Is the saved file like on like a Google sheet somewhere or it's like actually- You could, but you could do it straight in Instagram. You know how like you can save a post in Instagram? Yes. Yeah. So when you save a post, you can put it into a file Oh. and make the file called ITA or whatever, ideal target audience or my people. Okay. So and then you can have 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can have 20 of them in there. And then once you've done it for a few weeks, you know, unsave their posts and then put 20 more and just do it that way. Whatever works best for you to make it easy, right? That strategy, the saved doc, the saved folder is really if you're trying to really spend time to connect, like, you know, someone, maybe you saw them at a networking event or something, you know, they're a perfect fit. You really want to work with them to remember to go just give them, even if it's once a month to go give them a hello and a high five online. Yeah. And then, and then big picture, if you're trying to grow your presence, really just go into the hashtags and spend, we said an hour a day. So honestly, 15 minutes a day, three times a week. I know that's 45, 45, but like use it if it's five minutes a day, every single day, or if it's 10 minutes or if it's 15, we like to say 15 a day because if you're doing it for a little bit longer, you see patterns. You say, you see who's responding. You see who follows back. You see who starts engaging with you. And then you can do more of that. But if that's not possible, if you have five minutes a day when you're in the bathroom in between clients, use it to your advantage because I built my whole entire business through IGDMs when I started. And I went from zero to five figures within my first month. IGDM, straight cold messaging people who I didn't know and also people who were following us, not even using my personal page either, which I grew an audience through in a whole other endeavor. I started a new one. And that's probably a question I'm going to get in the comments if we should start new ones for our business, which I'm happy to answer. But Spending time finding your audience and messaging them is something that I feel like a lot of people are so scared of as well. Like it sounds like, well, and it's also icky. How many messages do we get? Like, I can grow your Instagram following. (laughs) I literally delete 50 of them a day. Right. Right? So what do you say in the messages to people? Because that's where it's like, yeah, because I don't want to be like a gross spammer. No. And so a lot of the times you don't even have to message the engagement we do for our clients. We're actually not messaging anyone unless we're doing straight lead generation, like actually getting people onto sales calls. So you can really just like their stories, like their posts, go like their last six posts, answer a story and follow them. Most of the time they're going to follow you back just like we would, right? The patterns that we have. Oh, wow. They liked all my stories. Who are they? I love them. Let's follow. And that's where consistent posting also comes into play. If you're going to cold message someone like I did when I built my business, it's really important to be yourself and have that authenticity come through. So 
I, the little formula that I like to say, and I also got my a help from my business coach, Dora Rankin, to like really tie this into a pretty bow, but essentially, hi, person's name, something really sweet, like, I love your page, or I just wanted to introduce myself because you, like, whatever you do is really cool or something like that. Two compliments of something you found on their website or in their Instagram or something you actually resonated with and you're actually complimenting, not just like random stuff. And then you can literally just ask them to jump on a coffee chat. I have 10 discovery calls, coffee chats this week with warm clients through this method. And doesn't mean you get on a coffee chat and you start selling, right? Because if they're not interested, that's just going to be gross. But that's like an amazing way for free connection and free building your Rolodex to age myself. But (laughs) it really works. Like people like to connect with other people and social media is so flooded that if you're not getting in front of their face, they're not going to find you. Mm. Like how many of us go viral? You know, you know, because you do ads, right? Like how hard is it to get into front of someone's face? And it's so funny because like I had a reel that went a little bit viral, like not a lot, but I don't know. It has a little bit, but it has nothing to do with my business. So the people that are like commenting that are now in my warm audience, I'm like, I just need to like exclude them because they're not (laughs) entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very funny. Um, Sally has a question that I think you answered a little Um, bit, but can probably go into a little more. Why does a perfect stranger want to follow my personal page? Well, it, it, tell me, Sally, it depends what your business is and what your personal page is and also what your goal is on social media. Like, let's say it's me. So um, Sally does uh, e-commerce business selling women's athleisure tops. Okay. And does she do any speaking or helping other people or in other communities or anything like that? That part, I do not know. No. Okay. So for you, maybe they don't want to follow your personal page. So you would do the engagement on your business page, Sally. So you, if especially if you're a new business and you started the business on a new Instagram page, then use that new page to do the engagement. The reason I started a new page was because I had a large following. <laughs> There's a lot of Elon Musk's on Instagram right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too funny. But I, um, I had a large following from a past endeavor. I used to be a holistic health coach, et cetera, et cetera. And so I started a new page because of the algorithm and just not being able to reach my ideal target audience. Usually if someone has a personal page of like a hundred to a thousand followers, I suggest they turn that into a business page because our businesses are so intertwined with us. Most of the time, Sally's a a difference because you're selling a product, right? You said e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah. So for her, I would specifically say to break them up. But if for Jen, because her business is her, right? It's important to have it together. And you start at a thousand or a hundred and those people can share you and grow. So that my advice is very different. Most of the time I say, if you can keep it together, keep it together because none of us are posting on one platform, never mind two, three, four. Yeah. So it really is. What are you going to stay consistent with? Can you do it? And what works best for the business? Yeah. But it does make sense that somebody would want to follow the business page for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because they want to know what's going on. Okay. So there's another question. How do you get more outside viewers? I switched to a business page, but I've noticed less uh, non-follow views, even with hashtags and AI captions and popular songs. 
Engagement, engagement, because we can't bank on going viral. And the things that go viral, like Jen mentioned, are typically the things that have nothing to do with business because we're all business owners. How many of us share business advice? Like all that, like I share memes with my friends all the time in the DMs, but I'm not typically very often sharing like an amazing accountant's piece of advice or an amazing post from Jen about Facebook ads. I just keep it. I learn it. I integrate it and I move on. But that's why our content's not going viral. Although your content's so important. Like look at everybody here. They read it. They they internalize it. They use it. But it might mean that your views are a little bit less because they're not going viral. So we have to find our clients. We have to go get in front of them. We have to. We have to engage with them and we have to know who they are first to be able to do that. But then get into their you're not even into their dms but into their phone and that's by following liking their stories liking their posts and doing that consistently so they know who you are and then posting consistently so once they do follow you they see that your content is valuable and they don't just unfollow right away nice sally followed up to ask about her personal page if she should make it private she'd love them to follow the business but it's the personal one creeps her out a bit (laughs) I'm not sure I fully understand. I I think it's the question of should she make her personal Instagram like private so it's only actually her friends, which yeah. is personal preference. I have a lot yeah, of friends that have like shut down like their personal Instagrams. I don't think it's a big deal if you don't want people following you that you don't know. Yeah, not at all. It, it You just need to focus on one of them, right? If you're trying to grow a new business, you have to post consistently at least three times a week is what we like to suggest. And it make sure you don't put your personal handle in the bio like a lot of us do if we have a personal page and we want them to follow us, right? Because what I was going to say is I do want people to follow my personal page as well because I do want to, or I am a speaker and I do want to eventually write a book and I do want those things to be separate from my business brand. So the two coincide, but they're not the same. If Sally, yours don't, then just private it or shut it down and focus on the business one. You know what um, your comment about the wanting to write a book is such a big one with Instagram because I have several clients who are writing, have written books, especially ones that are published by like big publishing companies. And one of the biggest things is what's the size of their following and you have to grow. Like honestly, for the vast majority, you really have to grow a like large Instagram following. Um, cause it makes a difference for them. I mean, engagement is obviously important as well, yeah. but those strategies about reaching out with the engagement is also good for growing your Instagram as well. It's crucial. Yeah. I just spoke in a group on Monday for uh, a book coach who works with a ton of publishers right. and she had a big group of published authors already just writing their next ones. And it's like, she was talking about how the people at the base of the book publishing, like the publishers are wanting it to move over to TikTok because of book talk, but it's not going to because Instagram is such a place where people buy, where TikTok is much less. I think it's like 80% of the viewers buy on Instagram or like you have access to 80% of them where it's like five on TikTok because of the, just the way that the works. Like I do it myself. I I use TikTok's the only platform I use personally and no business really. I've tried. I just can't get into it. That's my personal, like, I don't know, block. 
but I use it at night and I'm like, just the dopamine is insane. There's no way I'm buying anything. And the amount of random things I bought on Instagram that like lay in a closet somewhere, because actually one of my favorite is a keychain for my car key. It's so pretty and white, but like instantly I see it. I'm like, buy, buy. Yeah. Yeah. Emmy has a question about content. I have an email list that I'm growing. Is it all right to repurpose? Yes. Some of the content from the emails that have gone in the past as posts for Instagram or Facebook. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's not only all right. It's probably the, like, if you can find a way to make that into your routine, it's probably the best ways to repurpose content because even a lot of people I see right start with like I said start with a YouTube video or a podcast episode because it's easier to create clips but a lot of people start with a newsletter and then we break it off and create content out of it and it's the same con like it's the same content that week that the newsletter was but you can also go back to 70 newsletters ago which we do with Jen all the time because she has gold in there and see like a piece of, you know, three tips, make it into a carousel post, a quote, make it into like, there's so much you can do. Which it just made me realize because I started, I have a copywriter who writes my emails now because also that is how I email my list on a regular basis. Yes. Y'all it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, I need to just give you guys those like the Google Drive links. Yes, please. To those emails because it's yes, like, absolutely. Take the work out of it for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we said, yeah, I'm excited and less overwhelmed. Thanks. Aww, and, me yeah, it makes it so much easier when you think about it that way. Of it's all just like the repurposing. Exactly. So I'll mention a little bit about our social success strategy for how we create content now. It's been like an amalgamation of a bunch of different tips and us working on it with clients. But we all know what content pillars are, right? Yeah. Thumbs up in the chat or like a number one or something. A number one in the chat if you know what content pillars are. (laughs) Yes, a one. Cool. So we hear about them all the time. Everybody tells us to use content pillars. What they forget about is like, what are we, what analytics are we looking at and what are the calls to action? Why are we using these content pillars? So what we've created in house at SNS is content houses that hold the content pillars. So it is just how we create our strategy, but we typically have around three houses. So an example of one would be authority or sales or trust. And then the authority is, let's say one of our clients is a CPA Actually, she's in here. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. One of our (laughs) clients is a CPA and her like it's important for her audience to trust her and to know that she's phenomenal at what she does, but also get to know her as a person. So that's why two different ones are trust and authority. Authority is really teach them, figure out what brings them in and what they want to learn. And then trust is more so personal, et cetera. And then sales would be, you know, promotional or maybe testimonials, things like that. Then under the house, we figure out what are the calls to action for this specific house. So let's say authority and you have some kind of lead magnet that teaches them exactly what they need to know. So the call to action would be download this lead magnet. Maybe it's save this post. Then under sales, maybe it's purchase the the course or it's um, find the link in bio for my newsletter. And then trust is maybe save or share this post. And then under the houses... So now we know what our main topic is. We know what our calls to action are. And we have specific KPIs, key performance indicators we're measuring to see if they work. 
Now, under the houses, they have pillars that hold them up. That's why we called it this way. So the pillar maybe under, like I said, under sales would be client testimonials, information about the program. Under trust, it would be maybe personal stories and background client um, case studies. And then under authority, it would be tips and tricks and education and maybe inspirational or something like that. And so then you're not just randomly posting humorous content or inspirational content and being like, what does my audience like best? You actually have a guideline of what am I looking at? What am I leading them to? So in the funnel, what is the point of this authority post or this sales post? And is it working? And how? where do we switch it? Because I find in, in this industry, it's like a lot of a lot of trial and error with no checking on what's working and what's not working, right? We're just throwing things at a at phone, I guess, and moving on our way because we're so overwhelmed. So whether it's you who's analyzing it or it's someone on your team, having a little bit of more of a framework on the reason you're creating the post also makes it a lot easier to sit down to an empty page and, you know, sit down to write a caption and just have like, okay, I'm writing an authority caption with a client case study with this call to action. Now you just quickly fill it in because you're an expert in your business instead of, okay, what's this at? What am I going to teach them or inspire them or, you know, all of that. So, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Are there other things on your list that you know that you need to go over? Let me check. Okay. No, I think that's mainly it. Yeah, we can do the Q&A. Yeah. Do you guys have questions? Please feel free. Put them in the chat. You can also raise your hand if you want to like come on screen to ask a question if that's easier. I'm happy to move you to a panelist or allow you to talk is the thing that I have on here. Just let me know. The other thing I know, Natalie, you have, um, oh, so Emmy asks, do you have a chart of content houses and pillars? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) You you mentioned something though about your frame. You said something about like framework framework thing that you have. Yeah. So it really is dependent on every single client. So the framework is the house and the pillars and then the KPIs and calls to action we don't have currently it's in the plans to create but like how overwhelmed are we all (laughs) is like a list of here are all the houses here are all the content pillars now move them that's something we definitely should create but just think about it on like what are the top three things you want to establish with your with your social posts like is it sales is it authority is it trust is it maybe education is it whatever it is for your business and then think about, and then just add the content pillars underneath and happily ask me on social media if you want me to take a look at it too. So sales, authority, trust, education, those are the main ones. Yeah. Those are the main ones. I know we have some more that we use for different clients, but it is, it just depends on your business. Cool. Um, And then I know that you do offer some audits. We do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm happy to do Instagram audits for anyone who wants one. So I can quickly look over and give you some tips or tricks. We also have, uh, we actually sell our strategy document now, our strategy playbook. So it's a 20 page in-depth playbook on, we do market analysis, we do market research, we do brand analysis, like the ins and outs of your voice, your tone, your values. And then we create the full Instagram strategy for you. So the content houses, the content pillars, 
the engagement. So the hashtag strategy for your posts, but also the hashtag strategy for engagement. So where your idea target audience actually lives. We give you all of that. We give six um, templates for Instagram posts. And it's really, it's, yeah, KPIs, you should be measuring uh, real ideas, all of that kind of stuff for your industry. Um, and it's, it's $3.99. So super affordable. Got it. And do you have links for both of those? Yes, I have so many links. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find them. I'll put them in the chat, but I'll share them with you after. So okay. I'm going to put the link to my free ebook. It's 40 pages. It gives you step-by-step guide on how to do the whole engagement strategy yourself. I believe there's even a link to a video. So if you don't want to purchase anything, that one's free. A link to book a call with me if you want to get a quick Instagram audit or just chat about our services, my website, my personal IG, my LinkedIn. We have a speed networking event in May. And then the last link is the strategy playbook if you did want to purchase that. No, I was bummed that I had to miss the speed networking. You should come in May. No, I want to. Yes, it was so much fun. There was like 86 people who, um, so many yeah. People. And then I think there was like 55 who attended, 86 who bought a ticket or got a ticket. The tickets are free. That yeah, is there was like amazing. And then um, I think there are some more questions. So we'll go back to that. Okay, I'm going to put this in the Facebook group and then I'm also going to write these down so that I have them. Sally oh. said, I have two IG pages and I flip back and forth between personal and business. Not sure how I did that, but to make sure my personal IG account private, they are telling me that it's a business account and I can't private it. Okay. So first off, then you just have to make it a personal account, make your personal Instagram. It doesn't mean that they're connected. Everybody has to flip back Mm -hmm. and forth between the different Instagrams. You just make it, make it one and then the other. Um, Angelis asks, does Linktree affect Facebook ads? Is it cool if I answer that one? Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It does not affect it at all. So Instagram did just release where you can have up to like five links in your bio, which is very interesting because for me, I have more than five links on my, I don't use Linktree. I made using lead pages, like a page that looks like Linktree um, so that I have all the tracking for it. Yeah. But um, with Facebook ads, you just put in your own link to wherever you're sending them to. So you don't say link in bio. You just say click here. Um, okay. Question for and you. Also, and also it's funny because Instagram's like trying to do all these improvements, like the link in bio and, and whatever. That's like, can you just focus on fixing the algorithm and like our engagement rates again, please? But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about KPIs that you typically look for? And when you do, do you know when you need to pivot your content? Yeah, of course. So again, it's like, it's definitely dependent on your business, but it's really important to not forget about the saves and the shares when you're looking at content specifically. So look at, go through the last year or the last two years and filter by the saves and the shares and see what content is performing best to your audience and do a little bit of an internal audit. Like, why do you think it's performing best? We, most of us know that personal content is going to perform really well because social is about being social and we're all nosy and want to know what's going on in the background of people's lives. So that will always perform the best if that's the only personal thing you're posting. But then if, if that's the top, then what's next? Is it carousel posts or is it memes or is it specifically when you share about this one topic and then create more of that 
And then when you're looking at the overall big picture analytics, keep it really, it, it's dependent on what you're trying to do with your business. Are you really trying to grow to be a speaker? Then see how much engagement and how much, um, I'm forgetting the word right now, but how much you're getting out there to your ideal target audience? Are you actually getting non-followers seeing your posts or are you not? And then if you're not, check other months and find a month that you were and see what you did different. So it really is about going, <laughs> skincare tips and tricks, I get so easily distracted. It really is about going through every single analytic. And what I actually suggest is we have, and I can give you the link to Jen, we have a template on how we analyze your analytics every single month. And every single month we go through and take a look at your analytics and put them into a Google sheet. So we're looking at increase, we're looking at engagement, we're looking at followers, we're looking at all the analytics. And then we put them beside week zero. So the zero, the week zero is the week we started tracking. And then we also put the top post, the top story on different, some different things. And we do that every month so that we can go back and see like, okay, this month, this was really low. Let's see the other months. Okay, what do we need to switch? And so I do suggest everybody does that because it's easy to go in there and get lost for 40 minutes and just be like, what are all my analytics? Where when you take a big picture look and you see every month, you can really see the differentiators, the things that stick out for you. You can even highlight them green and say like, this was really good. Let me keep an eye on this. Yeah. Nice. Um, skincare tips or products. Uh, I don't do anything to my skin. <laughs> oh no, I have Botox in my forehead. If that helps. <laughs> One of our clients is a medical spa and they needed a, they yeah. needed a model. So I have that. And then I like, sometimes will wash my face. <laughs> so gross. It's amazing. <laughs> You just are blessed with good skin. Thank you. I've never had like, yeah, I've never, no, it is the secret, I think, because when I start doing a ton of skincare last year, I, I went to Sephora and spent like $500. My skin did not like it at all. So <laughs> you guys are so sweet. I have a sudden craving for black and white. I just bought, this is so sidebar. I just bought a suit on Amazon for a speaking gig. That's half white and half beige. And it is the best. I'm now obsessed with these oh, color blocking, perfect. right? need a photo shoot with it clearly it's literally sitting right here beside me no I love it so much I need it oh my any God. other Instagram <laughs> so, I mean you can ask whatever you want I'm happy to share <laughs> this is what social is all about right it's making connections um Kellen said I would so love to work with you in the future need to grow my business mm. we want to work with you or someone else in the future is there anything Ooh, we should start doing to prepare I love that question I don't know if I've ever gotten it before what would we what we love to see in someone who works with us is someone that's tried different things that has created different pieces of content even if it's not as consistent as three posts per week but coming in with like, this is my brand voice and what I like and what I what is important for me. So even if it's like, if you really can't make a bunch of social media posts because you're focusing on growing your business, try to write one newsletter a month, like whatever it is that you can, because then when you work with an agency, they have something to grab onto to learn your voice, to learn your values, to do the brand audit. When we have someone who comes in that's like literally never done anything before and is starting a business from the ground up, it becomes our voice. And that's not always the worst thing, but it's hard to 
almost like take to do the excavation of who you are as a brand. So that would be it. Just focus on doing whatever you can with content so that whenever you are ready to hire someone, they can see who you are as a brand and work from that. Nice. Yeah. Um, Michael asked, how do you do an Instagram audit? You can just book a one-on-one call with me and I can, I'll just go through it live on the call. Um, I wonder if they might be asking like, what are the one? Yeah. Well, what are the things that you go over with it? Oh man. If you go into, if you follow me either on my business one or on my personal one, my first highlight usually, or one of the highlights will say IG audit and you can just scroll through a million. And I have, cause I go through everything, the picture, the name, the handle, the bio, the highlights, the photos, the captions. Like I just see what I see from doing this for so many years. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so Sally asked, what if you have nothing interesting to post three times a week? You have something. Also does has the e-commerce store. And I think it was like, it's women's clothing, right? There's so much Sally. It's not just about if you, if it's a product, there's not just, it's not just about the product, right? Why did you start the company? Who are you as a person? What is the things about the company that makes you different? What differentiates you? What is your ideal target audience struggling with? Why do they need your clothes? Why would they wear your clothes? How do they feel in your clothes? Show the clothes. Like there's way more than things you can be posting three times a week. It's just, it's hard as the person, the business owner to take that step back because it's so entrenched in us, right? Like it's all we think about. So we think everyone else knows it. Well, I think there's going to be a recording, Sally. Yep. I will send out the recording. So it's guys, 12. they're gone from my head now. So it'll be about but... 40 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, they they come, they leave as fast as they come out of my mouth. But yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's why we're so great at our job. I'm a projector in human design. So I'm great at amplifying other people's voices and brands and businesses. And my team is as well, but it's why they even create my own social content now, because we're so entrenched in the things we do well, that we think everybody else knows it. And then it's hard to create content around it because we feel like we're being boring or too repetitive. It takes someone nine times to see something they resonate with to take action. Nine times for them to see you talking about your program or one article of clothing for them to purchase. That little keychain I was talking about that I bought on Instagram literally probably saw it nine times on all different platforms. So that's why you need a gen also. (laughs) Well, I will say I do not do e-commerce ads though but I can give you referrals. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, it also makes me think about, I would check out what other e-commerce type stores, uh, platforms are posting. My friend who runs the Gray Muse, they sell pins. Like literally they sell pins. They have amazing, like they're making a lot of money on pins, like a $12 product, right? And it's like, look and see what type things other businesses are posting yes their clothing stores um i get ads all the time actually this jumper that i'm wearing is from a place called macoma boutique that i started seeing on instagram and it's just like yep just posting clothes exactly like look at and look and see what other ones are posting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love this this was great If you message me, message me on my For the Success Instagram. If you just want a quick question or anything like that, that is me behind that account. The other ones, usually I, it takes me a while to see. Makes sense. 
how long will the links be on this page? Only as long as the Zoom is open. So copy anything. Um, I posted them in the Facebook, in my Facebook group, because we're also going live there. And then I'll send out all the links in the email. So everybody that is in this call will be getting those emails because you signed up here. So I usually suggest like give one link and give a straight call to action. But in this case, I want to give you as much as you possibly can and you use whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny sometimes this is why link trees actually are helpful Exa right exactly um okay anything else before we before we wrap up I think like just the last thing that kind of I don't know intuitively hit was if you do decide to hire an agency and it is it's not ours it doesn't have to be please vet them and please make sure that they actually have maybe some kind of marketing background or a degree if possible, but doesn't have to be a degree. It can be experience in corporate or something and that they're not just someone who started this career because it's nice and flashy and they post pretty pictures. Ask them for referrals, ask them for clients that you can go see their last posts, ask for them like they can show you clients, right? And and take a look because I speak to entrepreneurs every single day that are saying like, I found someone on Fiverr and they posted pretty pictures for five months and then they never spoke to me again. Or like, I had this person and they literally like were stealing my clients or this person and they had no idea what my brand voice was. And it was like, there's just like the horror stories Goodness. is what makes me so upset. But also it's just like, yeah, be a little extra diligent, I guess, is what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah. I think that's good advice for anybody that you're hiring. Yeah. I, the Facebook ads horror stories I hear as well. It makes me think of exactly that where it's like, exactly. Oh, awesome. And that's why I refer everybody, even if I'm like, I don't know if they're a good fit for Jen, but here you go. <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> because well, it is thank important. you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. All the things. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. This has been great. Thanks. Thank you everyone for being here. 